dear world, and more specifically, hey church girl, we are going to take a break from the lies I love to believe uh, just for this week, and today we're going to talk about community. Community is something that I have a never-ending struggle with. I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that I identify as an Enneagram 4, and if you don't know Enneagram 4s, we are... um, tend to be rather dramatic and basically take everything the deepest level possible. And for the most part, other people aren't really willing to do that. And so like, I am drained by all social interaction because I'm very like introverted and all that. But social interaction that's just like surface level nonsense, I can't handle. I cannot handle it. Um, so, talking about the Enneagram and how I kind of function in community, like, my core fear in life as a whole is being inadequate, emotionally cut off, plain, mundane, defective, flawed, or insignificant. And I feel that way a lot, particularly within community. And this is not just, like, an Enneagram 4 thing and, oh, I'm making an excuse. Like, this is a me thing that I'm, like, working on. And part of it is that I, like, go into these things with really high expectations for myself and for others. And we both often fail, me and whoever I'm having these other expectations for. And I'm really hard on myself when I fail my own expectations. And then with others, I, like depends on what level of relationship I'm in with them, um, how I respond. But anyways, setting a realistic expectations is like a big, uh, issue in my life. And I think something that a lot of people who, um, think like Enneagram fours feel is like, I want everything to be the most incredible thing ever. And if it's not, I'm disappointed. And if something is supposed to be sad, then I want it to be the saddest thing ever. And if it's not, then we're doing something wrong. Um, (laughs) So it's never not a dramatic moment over here because I just have to make everything extra. Um, So community has been hard for me really my whole life. If like, I remember like very early on, like in elementary school, some of the people who I'd, like, grown up with, like, preschool, like, hey, like family friends, and I was like, I don't know that I want to, like, hang out with these people, but I also didn't know what else to do. Like, I have a huge fear of rejection, and so I was like, well, I don't know, like, how to make friends, and then um, things happened, and, like, friendship issues, and I have a really big fear of people leaving me. And so, um, which feels so silly being from like a stable two parent household. I have a fear of people leaving me, but like I do, it's a thing and it's like hard and I don't like to talk about it because it's like embarrassing, particularly in friendship. But like, I have this assumption that only my family will love me because they're like have to and other people will like play along until they can't put up with me anymore and then they're like oh my gosh so anyways I have some problems I'm working on them and counseling and maybe this isn't the place to share that but you know vulnerability it's really good for 
everyone. So I like go into community with this, a lot of fear and hesitation in my heart. I had a really great, um, high school, small group for a while. Um, things got kind of tricky and that's not today's episode, but, um, I, things happened like higher level and I, wish I would have handled things better. I'm also like Leanne, you were a senior in high school and you were hurt, but like, anyways, I wish I had done more to like cultivate those friendships and like put in the time, but I didn't. And so anyways, community is hard. And going into college, when you're going to a college, who's like big thing is we're all about intentional community. There is not a phrase in this world that I hate more than fostering intentional community great but like do you actually and so I was like very hesitant and I would say I was like willing to join community only in like my terms and so I was like not I made a lot of mistakes and a lot of mistakes I think are made in just forced community anyways um and so I was, like, going into college, or, like, going into, like, my second college, I was, like, community doesn't matter, this doesn't matter, like, my parents' community is very strong, like, both in Illinois and here in Tennessee, and so I was, like, you know, like, I have my few, like, my handful of people who I'm, like, know I can rely on and love and all of this, and I'm gonna, like, stick with them, but then kind of, like, be fine without community, and I, like, truly believe that and was like, it's fine. I'm fine. I can be like mostly on my own and, but like have these people to talk to and it's great. Um, and then I moved abroad and was actually alone. And then at some point I was like, Hmm, maybe there's value to community. And I was like, well, here we are in the middle of a place that doesn't have very many foreigners, but thank God. I mean, this was truly such, he is so good to us. Um, There were a couple foreigners in my city who were also Christians who came and volunteered um, at the orphanage, and I got to know them and, like, was able to see community in that aspect, which in a way, like, healed me and prepared me to be able to, like, join in community as a, like, when I got home, like, in a bigger way. Um, And when I say community, I should clarify I mean like small group like small a small group of people who you like trust with things and they can trust you with things and you're like sharing the bible together community can look a lot of different ways but like particularly I think something that is really important that I didn't always like value very much was like the need for group of people that are in your life who are like I don't think they have to all be like going through the exact same life stage but I think if you have people who are going through similar things to you maybe a few that are ahead a few that are a little back like whatever but like this group that you guys can like kind of lean on each other learn from each other all of this stuff I thought like in college, I was like, that's so, like, that's not necessary. Like, I can learn things on my own. And with, like, the friends that I have, like, it's fine. 
Um, and I was wrong. And like, I wish I could go back and tell that girl, like, please join a small group, please do something. Um, but you can't change the past. So anyways, I finally joined a small group, um, last fall kind of, I think it was like last September and it was so good. We, uh, actually aren't meeting anymore because we like all kind of transitioned out of this one ministry and I'm like in the hunt for a new small group now but like I learned so much about small group from this group of ladies and some of those things I wanted to share with you um one thing that we were in a conversation one night and we were talking about community and it was something that had popped up in my heart was that community can have deep roots and without you having to commit to being there forever. Like it is okay to have deep roots in something and to really care about something and put yourself into it without saying, I am going to be here for the rest of my life. Cause that's like not really how life works. And particularly in Nashville, like Nashville is a city where people are in and out a lot. And, um, I want to live a life that I, why, that has deep roots, but also, like, I want to be abroad, like, maybe up to six to eight months out of the year. Um, I've been waiting for almost 18 months for that to happen, but here we are. Um, but, you know, it's like we have, we are able to plant roots and to create community and cultivate connections and like build relationships with people without like assuming that it's going to have to be for the rest of our lives. I have a very hard time doing things that I know are going to be temporary because I'm like, well, then they don't matter. If it's temporary, what does it matter? And it does matter. And like, I wish I could like go back and think that earlier, but things that are not forever, nothing, really nothing is forever. Jesus is forever. God, you know, that's all. And everything else that we do on this earth is temporary. And so like, whether that's temporary being six months or temporary being, we always think like that. But I think in a way thinking like that is healthy, not constantly looking to the end of things, but being thankful for what it is now, not what it could be, not what it has been, but just what it is now. Um, and things, like, come to their natural endings sometimes, and that's okay. I really, really struggle with that. But, like, allowing things to live the lives that God has for them, and then, like, if something needs to fizzle out, letting it fizzle out. And if it doesn't, then don't. You know, it's it's hard. Um, but, like, being in tune to what uh, the Lord is saying about different um different aspects of community, different like relationships, different, um, like ways you're practicing, you know, we just need to like be aware of that. And in community, it is this thing of like, this group is not going to look the same forever. And like, it's not always going to be this group of girls and, or this group of couple, you know, whatever. And that's okay. Before I would have had the hardest time with that. Cause I'm like, well, then why will I pour into these people if it's going to be such a short time and why would I be vulnerable and allow myself to be poured into if in six months I'm never going to hear from them again which first of all that doesn't have to be the way it is it, it to be in relationship with people yes to be in like close relationship like frequent communication 
whatever that means to you is important, but it can also be like texting every once in a while and like these things that aren't like, it doesn't have to be all the time is basically what I'm saying. And that's something that I've really had to, um, realize. So, um, and that's so important. So you're allowed to have deep roots with things that aren't going to be forever. And I hope that you can find that. Um, the second thing is that you do not have to agree with every single person in your group. I don't think I could find a group of people who believe every single thing the same as me. I truly, I don't know that there is another human who believes every single thing the same exact way that I do. Um, and that's good. Like, it is good to hear different opinions and to hear different things. They don't have to, you don't have to tell everyone that they're wrong or that you disagree when they say that. Sometimes things can just be said and you can think, oh, well, I think, you know, you can think in your head, well, I don't know that I agree with that, but like, not everything has to be a conversation. And there are, there is, you know, the ability to have these deeper conversations about particularly like biblical things and, um, walk each other to the truth together. And like, maybe neither one of you is right. Maybe one of you is right. It's hard to know, but like when you're opening the word and praying and asking for discernment and you're doing that together, it can be a really beautiful thing. Uh, there was one night that I hadn't listened to the sermon yet and the group was talking about, um, the gospel and the sermon was about like things that we add to the gospel that make it, I don't know. I never, I only listened to half the sermon after this conversation. So something about the gospel and like, what do you add to the gospel? That's like not there. And they talked about like grace and like grace being freely given and how there's nothing you have to do to receive grace which, like, grace is freely given and all of that, but if you're not practicing repentance and, like, going to the Father and being in communion with Him and, like, looking for the areas of life in which you need grace, um, you're kind of missing the point. And so I, like, it was this really awkward thing of, like, do I, like, say that right now? And I didn't say it then. And then a few weeks later, we, like, were talking about something related to it. And I said it, and and we were, like, able to clarify the situation. And it was so good. And I think that we get, you know, we're either like, oh, we have to agree with everything that the people in our group say. Or, like, if we do have a disagreement, we can't say anything. Because it's just going to turn into this big blow up. And, like... I, like, had these thoughts, and even though I didn't say them the first, like, when they were happening, like, it was good to be able to, like, have this, like, theological conversation of, like, oh, I'm not sure I agree with what you were saying there, and then for them to be like, oh, well, what I was really saying was this, and, yeah, like, I think that so much of communication that we see in the media is a fight when people have differing opinions that it can be tricky to, like, go into our smaller communities and be like, oh, I disagree with you on this, and just have a civil conversation about it. Like, we have lost the art of communicating in small spaces in civil ways, and that is something we need to regain because it is so important to just have conversation with people. Um, 
another thing about community is that like it can change as the seasons go and and I kind of said this earlier like it doesn't always have to be the same people in the same time but like it is okay if someone misses a couple weeks and then comes that's something that I really struggled with was like if you are gonna do a small group you are gonna be so committed to it and you're gonna go every week and you're never gonna miss a week and you know again unrealistic expectations but like if you have something don't and you can't go, that is okay. Like, give yourself the grace to be like, hey, ladies, I can't come tonight. This and this popped up. Pray for this. Let me know your prayer requests. You know, like, that is okay. Like, I just struggle so much, and I guess maybe other people do as well, with having these unrealistic expectations of what community is supposed to look like. And community needs to be filled with a lot of grace both for yourself and for the other people and God is like calling us to be in community Jesus sought community and built this incredible community that we were able to like see how those interactions were and in the Bible there's constantly groups of community and we need to be um building our community as well community is just it's so important it's so hard it's something I struggle with all the time. I've never like what of all of the things that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be really good at that someday. I'm like, I don't know that I'll ever be good at community. It is so hard for me. But it is something that I see as so valuable and so important. So I would love to know your guys' thoughts on community. What has helped you in community? What has helped you cultivate community? What is <laughs> that phrase? Sorry, what has helped you um, when you've been in conflict in your community, um, what you've done when community has changed and like how you have walked forward in that. I think that's a huge thing of like, we get burned by community and we're like, I never going back, but it's like, no, you're hurt by one person. Not like every, it's just like church hurt. You've, you're hurt by one person or what, or one institution, whatever. And like, we need to learn to walk forward with grace into a, a new place um, and allow our hearts to be healed there. Um, so I'd love to know your guys' thoughts on community. I'm going to ask some questions on social media this week about community, kind of see, um, where y'all are at. So this was a jumbled episode. I think I say that every time, maybe someday it won't be like that, but here we are. So I hope you guys have a great week. If you could like and subscribe and rate wherever you are listening, that would be so wonderful and share on your social media platforms and go back and listen to the old episodes. It's like kind of crazy now to be like, Oh, there's like a little list of episodes that I've created. I love that. Um, so yes. Also, here's something that I would love your feedback on my dad. Every episode, he's like, can you have me on to interview me? Would it be fun to have just random interviews with people in my life? Obviously, right at the moment, the people that are listening to this are the people in my life. But would it be fun to just have, like, random people on here and just asking them questions about faith and the church and culture and all of the things? If you think so, let me know. I think it might be kind of fun. So, anyways, that's all I have for today. Love, Leanne.